This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Y'all are in for a treat. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed recording this episode way too much i laughed throughout the entire thing i had some fun those wednesday bravo shows really bring some joy out of me i'm enjoying beverly hills and i'm enjoying miami too okay i'm going to talk about salt lake city and the sunday shows later on this week when i bring on a guest but right now i just had to focus on these two because i had a lot to say i'll talk about a couple of other things too a couple of hot topics and i take in your hot takes too and we discuss those i want to give you a spoiler alert though I talk about the last episode of Squid Game, The Challenge, and I I didn't say spoiler alert before I said who won the season. So if you don't want to know, just kind of skip ahead about 15 minutes and then I'll get into the actual Bravo shows, okay? Before you do that, drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know, we love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it! That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Doesn't it feel like Christmas? Doesn't it feel like Christmas? Come on, y'all. See, y'all probably thought I was gonna come on here and sing Mariah Carey. Now, you know that's my girl. But you know what? When it comes to the holiday music, you know, I like a little Temptations, you know, some OJs, a little Destiny's Child. I ain't gonna lie to you, I do be yanking that Mariah Carey. But, you know, I, I, we really, we rapidly approaching the holidays. I don't know how y'all checks hidden, but Lord, I know a lot of people stressed out, okay? Trying to get gifts for these badass kids who be getting these uh, ends and U's and conduct. How, you know what? How does y'all's uh, grading system work in other states? Here, it was E, S, I think E was for excellent, 
S for satisfactory, N for needs improvement, and then U for uh, uns I think unsatisfactory. Child, these kids nowadays, I ain't seen an E and I don't know how loud these badass kids. <laughs> Let me get off my family though, okay? Hi guys, it's almost holiday season. I've been in like a good recording mood. Maybe it's cause like, I'm enjoying a lot of the shows. I don't know. I've been able to binge a lot of stuff because I was behind on stuff. I'm caught up on everything that I, I talk about on these Monday episodes, but I've just been having a good time. I don't know what it is. I've been doing two episodes a week. Now, y'all know three. Okay, look, in the new year with, with the new format and the new show, not a new show, but like, you know, rebranded show, it's going to be two a week. I tried three. Three was a lot, okay? Three took a lot of planning. And sometimes I didn't know what they had to talk about. I was like, I, ain't nothing moving me the way it need to move me, okay? So I wasn't here. It was a little hard doing the three shows. But two is fun. Like, I like doing a solo episode. That keeps y'all happy because I know a lot of y'all love the solo episodes. Just me rambling, talking into a microphone, ain't talking to no damn body uh, except socks, snoring ass sitting behind me. She gets on my damn nerves. She sits up. And she don't want to come in here until it's time for me to record. Then she want to get on the couch and she want to snore all damn day, the whole damn recording session. But that's, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, But, you know, the second one, I always like to bring on a guest. But I think for the new year, I'm saving three episodes for when even I don't even know if it'll be three then. But I'm saving the third like bonus episode to be for like interviews with people. I really kind of slacked up on that since really since Love Island and not even Love Island Games, because, you know, I was, child, you know, they took me down under. I was in the hospital, child, and I laid the hell out, okay? I've been finally watching Love Island Games, too, like, creeping my way through the season. It is damn enjoyable, okay? I hope this isn't, like, a one and done. Like, I am lo kind of loving Love Island Games. Justine is my queen, of course. Uh, Jack is my, well, he not black, so I can't call him my king. But he's my, <laughs> my colonizer. No, I'm <laughs> I love Justine and Jack, okay? There are a lot of people on the show. Like, I love Iman. I love a lot of people on the show. And you know what's weird? I thought that my hatred of some characters or resentment of some characters would carry over into Love Island Games. But everybody really had a fresh slate with me. I don't know. Maybe it's just because the format is so fun. But look, I ain't got deep into the season yet. I might wind up hating a lot of these suckers by the time it's over. But for right now... For right now, N-E-O-W, now, I'm enjoying all of them. I really am. So, nothing for me. I might I might still try to get somebody as a guest before the year ends, before I start the new format, just to kind of, you know, talk to them, see what they done, you know, see what's crack a lead on, see what we need to know behind the scenes, see what Maya Jama smell like. You know, it's a lot of stuff we need to know, okay? Chad, how y'all think Sarah Highland feel about this? They shipped Maya Jama in to host this, and uh, Sarah Highland was on the couch watching with whales, child. That's all right, Sarah. You'll be back for Love Island USA, maybe. I don't know, <laughs> Sarah. I'm, let me let me get up off of you, Sarah. I like well, I like Sarah Highland. I don't know if I like her as the host of Love Island, but I like Sarah Highland. Okay, you know what it is. Okay, this is so like superficial, but I feel like her entrances, I her entrances don't give me what like like Maya when she walk into the room. She walks into the room like she's in the room, okay? Maya is the room, okay? She is the dress on. Even, oh boy, this is gonna sound, 
even when Ariana Maddox was the host, she walked in. And I was like, okay, you giving the girls what they need. If she became the host of Love Island USA, I think that might be a good look for her. She placed what, uh, second or third, I think third in Dancing with the Scars. She was getting a lot of perfect scores, though. My girl, uh, America Chavez ended up winning. Shout out to America, not the country. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, I Love Island games, you don't owe me nothing right now, okay? I'm having a good time binging y'all. It's fun. You know, it helps break up because I be watching a lot of suits too. It helps break up the suits moments because, you know, suits uh, gets heavy sometimes. Not really heavy, but it's, uh, you know, it's good to have a little, a couple of binges going at one time. I'm about to start rewatching uh, The House of the Dragons, or AKA Dragon House, as I call it. I'm going to start watching them because they dropped a trailer recently. And it did what it needed to do for me. I was excited about the new season. I saw uh, the guy that plays Eamon doing the interview recently. Uh, here for it. I'm 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 excited. I want to watch. And y'all know Olivia Cook is one of my acting queens. Okay, I love me some Olivia Cook. Okay, y'all can't tell me nothing about Olivia Cook. So I'm here for it. I think I'm team. I don't know what team I am. I'm not. I shouldn't be team green, but. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that because then y'all be uh, ready to whoop my ass when y'all see me in the streets. Don't do that. Don't do that now. You, you you might think you come up with a win. All right, bitch. Anyway, let's, uh, before I get into the housewives, because I want to talk about Miami and Beverly Hills in particular, our Wednesday shows this week. And then, of course, I have a guest on later in the week and we'll discuss uh, the other shows. Um, I want to talk about one piece of news that made headlines this weekend. It was, I... I feel like I told y'all this on the episode. I need to go back and pull the clip. Do you remember, you know, I talk about uh, Squid Games, the challenge all the time. Love the show. Love the people. Want another season. Everything to me. I I feel like we, we, I don't know if we're going to get one or not after all the damn controversy that was surrounding this damn show, but it was still number one on Netflix. So somebody else was watching it besides me. Let me tell you. A story came out this past weekend where it said, what did it say? Uh, well, maybe not weekend. Maybe this week. Uh, it said winner of Netflix's Squid Games: The Challenge has yet to receive prize money. Didn't I tell y'all asses? I don't know what it was from episode one when I was watching this. I said, I wonder if the winner got their money yet. And something told me this was gonna be a whole thing. Now I don't know when she's scheduled to get it. Let me kind of uh, hmm. let me take Netflix side for a minute. Maybe, and that's a weird side to be on because Netflix with the greed and all like that, you know, Netflix sometimes, you know, they do a little something, something. But I, let me take their side for a minute. Maybe they didn't want the person who won the show, their lifestyle to change so that the mystery around who won can still be a thing. Like if y'all, if somebody saw my driving around in a new, la- a, a pink Lamborghini, uh, just the race with China, brought the race to China, just the race with China, then they would have been like, okay, uh, my bitch, <laughs> did you win? You know, it might, it might cause a little conversation. So I get it. I get it. But how long is it going to take y'all to get this woman her money? Now, look, she, it been uh, a week since the episode aired. Get this lady her money. She needs her ducats. Okay. Expect. Listen, you can do a lot of stuff with 4.5 million. Now the government go take 1.5 from you, so you probably left with about three, maybe 2.5. I don't know. You 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 ain't left with the whole thing. But that'll get you out of debt right there. You can pay off them student loans. I don't know if you got none, but you can pay off them student loans. You can buy you a house paid off. Get you a cool. Um, 
Get you a cool $750,000 house. You could invest like 500,000, just put it in stocks. You don't, you, you don't need to see that. Don't see that. The rest just keep in the bank, you know, for when you want to ball out on a hole. <laughs> you know, you want to show out. You want to stunt. You want to do a little something. You know, go to the strip club, make it rain. Now, see, if you was, if you was like me, you go in there and get a bunch of quarters and throw it at their ass. But, no, you don't need to be throwing a whole lot of, don't throw no 20s. Just throw some ones. You'll be okay. The people at the pink, they understand. You don't need to be throwing all your hard-earned money. You had to survive. Them, you had to beat 400 and what, 43 contestants or 44 contestants just to get this money? See, ma'am, ma'am, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't do it, don't, don't, don't do it, ma'am. Oh, I'm so, oh, Lord, I should have said spoiler warning. Oh, boy, I hope y'all didn't watch the episode, chat. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to put it in the show notes, okay? I'll go back, actually, you know what, when I do the intro to this, I'll go back and say it so y'all know to skip ahead, shit. Um, y'all. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Miami. I got a lot to say about the Real Housewives of Miami. And then I'm going to tell a story, not a story, I'm going to tell about like a news uh, hot topic that kind of came out this week that connects Miami to Beverly Hills. And then I'm going to do a couple of hot takes that you guys sent in. I'm going to read a couple, get my thoughts. Y'all ask me some questions. I want to talk about it. So let's get into Miami. We finally got the moment I've been waiting for all season long. Oh, look, I love seeing Martina's face while Julia was performing. It was so sweet. It was so endearing. She was she was in awe. She was starstruck. It was her baby who had learned a new skill just for her. But Julia, you got to stop this childish shit, okay? You got to stop this. When I say I screamed, then she said, I know I've hit many wrong notes. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It was a nice gesture anyway, okay? It was a nice gesture. You sound like somebody let the air out of an expired helium balloon, but it was still a nice gesture, okay? At least it wasn't Kim Zosiak on tour with Candy Burris bad, okay? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you know what? Actually, was it? Was it that bad? No, it wasn't that bad. Was it? No. Was it? I don't know. I don't know if it was that bad or not. I'm, I'm going to go with no. Because Julia's a much better person than Kim Zosiak is. But listen, it <laughs> it was given something that I wasn't familiar with. I didn't know that animal, but it, it, it was given King of the Jungle. I don't know. It was given a uh, 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 amphibian tank at the zoo. It was given, I don't know, Julia, but it, them notes weren't all right. But you know what? You gave it your best, okay? And that's all we could ask for. That's damn sure all Martina could ask for because wasn't much you have to give, okay? Lisa tucked them kids in the bed and she finally made her way to, uh, 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 who house was it at? Adriana's house. Yeah. Adriana's house for the, uh, I'm finna sing an opera party. Okay. She finally tells why the police were at the house. Lenny told her to get out of the house. So it was against him. It, it was her against him and his big bag mammy. Okay. And his big bag mammy said, she'll be a much better mother than you ever were. While Lisa's kids were right there in the hallway. See, I normally don't talk about people's physical appearances unless it's like, you know, physical appearance by choice, like a new wig or something like that. I might tell you, I don't like that wig. I don't like that color. I don't like that, or that makeup too light. You, you know the girls we talking about. But I never usually talk about like physical appearances, just like weights or anything like that. But his big back mammy got a lot of big back nerve, okay? So she's big back mammy from now on. Oh, helpful. Ooh, child, I'm calling it later big back <laughs> Not me calling this lady a big bag mammy. I know I'm lying. Now, Gertie finally joins in on the conversation. 
And Lisa shifts the conversation from that with Lenny being the worst person on the planet as usual to her and Larsa and basically how, you know, Lisa knew before Gertie had actually told her. Larsa said that Gertie never told her it was a secret and not to tell anybody. Larsa, have you not learned now by the power of the Bravo editing room? Even the Peacock editing room, damn it, the NBC editing room. Have you not learned after all these years? They flash back to Larsa making that, well, what if I called TMZ right now and told them that joke when her and Gertie read them? Everything that happened two weeks ago, basically, when she had this conversation with Gertie. Larsa, Pippin, Jordan, O'Neal, Curry, James, please, please, you got to do better in life. Then we get an assist from Dr. Nicole, who brings up Larsa questioning whether or not the cancer was real because Gertie wanted to test and see if Larsa would actually say anything. Look, after Larsa started <laughs> being all condescending because she got caught in a lie, she left to go to the bathroom and she pulled a... Uh, 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 Marcus Jordan to go with her. Now, I don't know if that man went in the latest bathroom or what, but apparently they, they Velcro, they attached that to him. Y'all remember Tamar and Vince used to be, huh? Nah, we Velcro, then unstick like Velcro, then stick together like Velcro. You know, they had that little song in, man. I, that, that was cute. Anyway, they went to hell, but don't mind them. Uh, after Larson started being all condescending, she grabbed Marcus, they went to the restaurant. And then this is when uh, Lisa basically started defending Larsa to Gertie. Gertie left. She like, look, this is really some dumb shit, okay? Now, Lisa, look, you might want to calm it on down. You might want to calm it on down. Bring it on down before I start blowing up on your ass, okay? Because you need all the friends you can get right now. The way dog-faced Lenny and his big back mammy doing the most, lead him, you know what, let me leave these people alone. <laughs> Len, you know, Lenny and his girlfriend being in them comment sections. They probably listen to this right now. Can't wait to draw up a cease and desist. Y'all better leave me the fuck alone. I ain't got nothing to lose, okay? <laughs> but I live in Memphis, okay? My life is at risk every day. I could you, listen. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna speak that out there. My life at risk every day just living here. The, the Lenny and a cease and desist do not scare me and your big bag mammy, child. Adriana and Larsa joined Lisa to go house shopping. Now, child, why are they looking at a $6.9 million home when you don't even know how Lisa go pay for this? Uh, Lisa, please, okay? Unless Jody, my Jody, is go buy it. And if that's the case, you need to look at one that costs $10 million, okay? The fuck, get what you can while you can, okay? Hell, I don't know what the hell that meant. I, I don't know what, uh, what Jody do for a living, okay? But he had, it looked like he had multiple Rolls Royces or Benz, I don't know, some for them people to drive to Palm Springs. So he do a little something, something. The man must be, he got that, I think he got that tech money, if I remember correctly. I think he got that tech money, that tech money. If that's the case, get you a $10 million house, okay? You need, it, it need to be $3 million for you and then three for each child, okay? That's nine, but then you need one to grow on. So, you know, a bump up the fold when two people could be in the bedroom. And if you, if, if that man go buy with a $10 million house, you got to be hunching up in that room. So, they'll bring it up to 10. So, tell Jody, four for y'all and then three per child. That, that's a cool $10 million. There we go. Uh, they wind up talking about Gertie and Larsa at the event. And Larsa is standing 10 toes down. Larsa standing on business, but the business... It's fraudulent. The biz, it's Jen Shaw business that she's standing on, okay? It's Joe Judici business that Larsa's standing on. I don't know what kind of business it is, what business acumen it is. She's standing on Apollo business, okay? <laughs> 
she ain't just standing no business business. No, it's a certain type of business. Her business being audited by Uncle Sam, okay? That business ain't paid taxes in a couple of years. That's the business Larsa standing on. This lady actually says everyone was going to find out anyway. Larsa, one thing about you and Alexia, y'all are going to stand in your wrong no matter what. And it's not as refreshing as y'all think it is. Y'all always think that, oh, they love a housewife that tells the truth. Uh, only when the truth is actually the truth and not the truth that you made up in your mind. It's kind of a difference, okay? But this is also when Lisa invites the girls on uh, a little trip to Palm Springs. So we get a trip. You know, we love a trip with the housewives when everybody has to be forced to be together. We get a couple of group outings where we see everyone basically get invited on this Palm Springs trip. Palm Palm Springs trip. That's gonna tear me out my ass up. Who Palm String Palm Springs trip? Good lord. Okay. Well, we see everybody get invited on the girls' trip. How about that? And we talk about why Larsa Pippen Jordan on Neil Curry James ain't shit. Gertie says something that I really want to emphasize. They ask her, okay, well, if Larsa apologized. Would you actually accept it? Gertie said, I'm not accepting a, oh, I'm sorry if, or, well, you put me in a bad situation, but none of those typical housewives apologies. She needs to actually take ownership of her piss poor actions. And most housewives need a lesson in issuing an apology. I don't know where this whole trend of handing out these Ramona Singer ass apologies come from, but put them where she is now, the unemployment line, okay? Put them out of business. We don't need to see y'all handing out these fake ass, gobbity goop ass apologies that you can't move on from. Don't nobody believe them, don't nobody want them, and then y'all think that people are forced to accept them, and when they don't, y'all wanna say people are harping on stuff for too long. No, I need an actual apology from you. This the same, you know what? This is like when, uh, it, it's kind of different though, but it's like when people ask candy you know well portia was in on it too why don't you uh aren't you mad at her and you always say she should be back on the show but then you don't want phaedra back on the show because phaedra never apologized to that lady now don't get me wrong phaedra is thriving on married to medicine it's a little more contrived than it used to be but it's hilarious as hell i'm still i'm having the best time in my life watching the season of married to medicine but that's the candy will never see it for phaedra again because Phaedra will not apologize, truly. For, she always, you know, on Ultimate Girls Trip, she skirted around it. She wouldn't talk about it. Oh, well, that's my business. I won't be talking about that. She's never issued apology to Candy. And that's, it is what, okay, at this point, it is what it is. It's never going to change. But that's the kind of thing. People expect to give these, like, either half-ass apologies where they don't really have to apologize or they give these blanketed apologies where they don't mean the apology, but they just want to quote unquote, shut you up. No bitch, not acceptable no more. Sorry, not having it. So Gertie, 10 toes down. I'm behind you, sis. I protect, you remember when all the sailor scouts used to put their hand in and they had to fight Queen Beryl. So they all touching the same little uh, magic wand that Sailor Moon was holding. I I'm Sailor Jupiter, bitch. I'm holding it behind Gertie, okay? And I know Bravo, we black. I know they'll hold one too. Uh, uh, all the peoples, okay? All my black, my podcasters, I know y'all will hold it too. Shit, the audience here, we all going against. Larsa is Queen Beryl. God damn it. Larsa is who? Larsa is Frieza, okay? Larsa is a uh, Vecna. <laughs> so stupid. Larsa is a uh, shit. Cersei Lannister, goddamn Jamie Lannister. Nah, not Jamie. Uh, uh, what's the dude name? Uh, 
uh, Ramsey Bolton, goddammit, Joffrey. That's who, that's who Larsa is, okay? Gertie is Jon Snow. She's Khaleesi. I, I don't give a damn what nobody said. Khaleesi was the hero of the story and should have wound up on the throne, but that's another story. I ain't gonna get into that because I'll be cussing and fussing all goddamn day. The ladies head to Palm Springs. Of course, the topic of Lenny comes up. But what took me down, basement, Downington, was when the ladies take turns reading the article about the police showing up at Lisey and Lena's house. Lisey, not Lisey and Lenny, Lisa and Lenny. Listen, Miami, I might not be able to cap y'all too much longer because y'all tan my goddamn tongue up. I don't know what's going on. Big tongue at me. Uh, and they had, look, they were smiling. They were tickled. They were everything reading these damn articles. Y'all know the Miami wives are messy, 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 messy boots, honey. Messy boots down. Where's Snow White at? Where are the seven dwarves, okay? Gertie and Marisol had a conversation with Lisa about how she kind of needs to chill on the Lenny talk around Jody specifically. They really wanted to say bitch around us too. We tired of Lenny ass and how he ruined every damn trip we go on. But they ain't want to say all that. They still want to be come across as supportive. So they kind of telling her like, hey, ease up on the Lenny talk. When you around Jody, you know, that's a good man, Savannah. You don't want to lose him. You know, you want to keep him. That man got money. He and he, and he seemed nice, too. So they they, they kind of own something. I brought it up before, but this is the exact same situation that happened in Orange County this season. This is when they were telling Gina, oh, stop bringing up Matt to, uh, or stop telling, uh, what's that man named Travis, all your problems. He don't want to hear that. You going to turn that man into a punk. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say all that, but I was reading between the lines. I know what they're trying to say, okay? Uh, listen, cut all that damn uh, Jody talk out before Jody snap and he have a damn dramatic monologue on your ass, okay? My uniform, skirt below my knees, my heels, and a simple string of pearls. Well, I don't own pearls. Lord knows you don't pay colors enough to afford pearls. And I work like a dog day and night. Living off a of coffee from a pot, none of you want to touch. Now that's a listen. I would never get over Taraji not winning nothing for that. Y'all, y'all need y'all ass beat. Matter of fact, I'm watching Hidden Figures today. Goddamn it, y'all can't tell me shit about them hidden figlets. Uh, but Lisa, want, you know, she didn't want to hear none of that shit, and she screamed anxiety. So they shut the conversation down. Child, it works. It works on every show. <laughs> I want to talk about the last little piece of the episode. Now, look, Fly Child, don't kill me, okay? If you haven't listened to my latest episode, go back and do so because I had Fly Child on up. Y'all are mad enough. The podcast, and we talked about how Alexia is her problematic fave. Alexia and Julia were supposed to share rooms in Palm Springs, but... Alexia was like being super weird about it and saying shit like, yeah, I need to get Todd's permission and, you know, oh, to Todd this, Todd that. He'll probably love it. <laughs> now, why do you need Todd's permission to stay with somebody in Palm Springs? If you're going on a trip, what, he just thought you would have your own room? And you know, the mansion got five rooms. The lady told y'all that. See, Julia, of course, interprets this correctly. She interprets Alexia's weirdness as... You know, and why she has a constant bring up Todd as implying that he'd have a problem with her rooming with a lesbian. My question is, is it him that having a problem with it or is it you that having a problem with it? See, we need to know. We know Alexia, you know, the, I think season four, she did the big gay pride parade and all that kind of stuff. But if that's the case, I don't know why you need to check with your husband in the first place. Because it seems like you and the gay community are on a good footing. So I don't know why... 
you would need to talk to your husband about this to begin with. This is giving weird, okay? I know they haven't had the best relationship in the past, but they've put it forward. Alexia says how much she enjoys uh, uh, Julia now and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. This gave really weird. And I want to hear y'all's thoughts specifically on this. If you listen on Spotify, you know there's a Q&A section. Go over there and put your thoughts. Or you can leave me a five-star rating and review on any platform. And let me know your thoughts there. Or you can send me a DM. Send me an email. I don't care. But I'm curious to know what y'all thought about this. Because I haven't seen... Many people talking about this particular point of the episode. Very weird. Very weird. I, mm, Alexia, all right now, I had my eyebrow down for you about you most of the season, but it's starting to come back up. It's starting to perk up. It's starting to look funny. I don't know, Alexia. You you have to tell me. I, I just don't know, sis. Unwrap the first of many presents this season with Holidays on the House from DraftKings Casino. With hundreds of games, prizes, and promos, DraftKings Casino has everything on your list. Right now, new players who play $5 get $100 instantly in casino credits. What are you waiting for? Cozy up with all the classics like slots, blackjack, and roulette. Or play exclusive games you'll only find at DraftKings Casino to fill the holiday cheer all season long. You guys know I'm a sucker for a good blackjack table, whether it's at a local casino, on a cruise ship, or on an episode of Real Housewives where someone is throwing a casino night for a charity fundraiser. Well now, I've fallen in love with playing virtually as well, especially when I'm getting casino credits on the DraftKings Casino app. I've never been better at counting to 21. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code Kendrick and play $5 to get $100 in casino credits. That's promo code Kendrick only at DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 and up, physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. One per opted-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credit awarded, which require one-time playthrough within seven days. Terms at casino.draftkings.com slash holidays on the house. Restrictions apply. Okay, now I'm going to bridge Miami and Beverly Hills together. There was a story that I found very, very interesting, okay? Gertie has been doing some interviews, you know, talking about the new season of uh, Real Housewives of Miami, of course. Talking about her diagnosis, talking about how she met Russell, like all kinds of stuff. One of the things that came up, oh God, I wish, I wish I remembered the name of the podcast she was on. But she was on the podcast and she talked about how uh, she was disinvited. Like people don't want her and Larsa apparently in the same room. She was disinvited from another Housewives event because Larsa was going to be there. And they said it was around Thanksgiving or like sometime around there. They made a couple guesses. They didn't guess right. The people started speculating. They said, no, it's an event that Larsa was at and she was disinvited because Larsa was going to be there. Gertie said the person called her and said, I would really like for you not to come anymore. Like something along those lines because I don't want anything to be uncomfortable and that kind of stuff. People started assuming that she was talking about Crystal Kong Minkoff. Okay, 
Do you remember? Go back and look at her Instagram page. November 9th. It wasn't that far down on the page. It was like the one, two, three, four, six, seven, ninth picture down there. Okay. She posted this picture in her basement. You can see a lot of other housewives. You can see uh, like Emily from OC. You can see Larsa and Marcus Jordan. You can see Teresa and Louie. You can see Meredith Marks and uh, her husband, Seth. Uh, you can see, uh, what's that lady name? Uh, what's the, uh, Sheena Shea, uh, Brock. It's a lot of people that you recognize in this picture. They're speculating that this is the part that they're talking about. Now, look, Crystal, okay? Okay, now, now, you know I stand you. You know I love, you know I love me some Crystal. I love me some, uh, 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 Gertie too, though, but, yeah, all right, Crystal. Now, look, we gotta, okay, I don't know what's gonna come of this, but okay, I think this gonna come up. I, I'm assuming Andy gonna bring it up at the reunion because, you know, Andy real messy like us, and he wanna know, too. I, mm. I don't like this. If that, if you had to choose between those two and that's the decision you made, I know you hadn't watched none of the season yet probably because they were just getting started at that point, but gross. Or they might, you know what? They might not have even started at that point, but gross. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Gross, gross, gross. Don't like it. Hate it. Hate it. I don't like that, Crystal. I hope it's not true. I hope it's a different party she's talking about. Y'all know I've been trying to get Gertie on this podcast for ever. I'm going to make it happen one day. I promise y'all I'm going to make it happen. But I'm going to ask about that because I'm, I'm curious about that. That's also something I want to know. Okay, on Spotify, drop your thoughts down. Let me know what you got to say. Uh, 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 I need to know all about that. Do you believe that it was Crystal's party that Gertie was disinvited to while she was getting dressed? And you know Gertie be giving the fashions. Maybe that's why they didn't want Gertie there because you know Gertie will uh, get in the room and she'll stun on y'all asses and people might be mad about it. I don't know. Oh, that takes me over to Beverly Hills, child. The dinner party from hell continues. We pick right off where uh, Sutton and Garcia kind of interrogating Kyle about her marriage. Let me say this. Faye Resnick, why are you here? This is the Jocelyn meme all over again. Oh, why are you here? I don't understand, ma'am. Stop chiming in while the actual contracted housewives are duking it out. She always gets on my nerves because of, you know, she, it's like Kyle can't stand on her own two feet. But here Kyle is standing on her own two feet. Especially with Sutton, that lady has no problem yelling and screaming and cussing Sutton's ass out. So I think she's okay. Faye, Calm down, okay? You interrupt an actual housewives drama that we could be getting. See, the other people are experienced at this table. Cynthia Bailey, she knew not to chime in right there. Denise Richards, she let them duke it out. All the other housewives, they gave them center stage because they knew this was going to make the show. It was going to air. It was going to be everything. You, see, that's why you ain't contracted. That's why you never been a friend of. That's the reason. You got to learn, sis. And it seems like you want to be on the show. You got to learn, sis. This ain't the move. Hate it. Uh, Erica's talking about how she doesn't care if her man is rich or poor. <laughs> and how she wants a movie love affair. And then she says, which I feel like nobody is talking about. She says she doesn't want an arrangement again. Um... Ma'am, did you mean to say that? Did you mean to say that out loud? Because you said you don't want an arrangement. Okay, now you've been trying to convince us on this show for years that, oh, you get it? See, Tom's a cad. You know, Tom, oh my God, Tom is so funny. He's so nice. He's this, he's that. But now it was an arrangement. Erica, okay, girl. Okay. I hope you get whatever uh, love affair you're looking for. But I'm going to tell you this. Your neighbor... 
I don't know if he's still your neighbor, if he once was your neighbor or what, but Army Hammer ain't the way to go. He won't be working in Hollywood anymore, so you might want to uh, <laughs> figure out something else. Or that man, uh, you know what, let me stop. <laughs> he'll allegedly eat, he'll eat the eating that you want, all right. Let me go on, okay? <laughs> Speaking of Erica, though, Denise Richards versus Erica. We all have no clue what this was or what it was all about. Now, look, people seem to think that Denise wasn't just drunk, but it looked like she was under the influence of something else. That's what people say, and I can't confirm or deny that, but something was severely off with Denise Richards at this party. I don't know what it was, but Denise was slurring. She was speaking in circles, and nobody, including the audience, could figure out what she was alluding to. Chat. We found out later on that Denise was referring to the ladies talking about threesomes at her raggedy ass backyard barbecue that she threw while her damn kids were there. Really, really, that that's the hill you want to down? I just knew that Denise Richards was talking about you know uh, them trying to convince everybody that her and Brandy had a lesbian relationship, bitch. In my Lisa Nicole Cloud Noggles voice, okay, Denise, please, please. But I will say. Erica seems to be actually changing, like, for the better, because she didn't lose her temper. She was seriously just trying to figure out, like, what can I apologize for? What's going on? I don't understand what you're saying. You got to tell me. Help me out, sis. Help me out. They didn't know. Like, it was, it was a lot going on. Maybe she was too confused or zooted off that damn marijuana spinach. I don't know what was going on, but Erica didn't. <laughs> Erica didn't. She didn't bite. She didn't give it to her. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on, though. Denise and this damn upside-down-ass Gordon Gartrell coat she had on. Oh, Denise. I I don't know what this scene was between her and Dorit, but the shit tickled me. I was laughing the whole time. And I told y'all once, I told you twice, these shady-ass NBC Bravo Peacock producers... When they showed that clip of Denise coming in and she had the jacket on right, as opposed to that jacket being turned all the way upside down right now, that shit was funny as hell. How you not know you got your jacket on wrong, though? Your whole back out right now, and you talking about some, don't do this, don't do this, drop it, let it go, let it go, don't do this, child, <laughs> Denise, she don't want to do it. She just wants you to turn that damn coat upside down. Now, y'all know I don't side with Dorit too damn often, but ma'am, just turn that coat upside down. It ain't that big of an issue. I know Denise probably felt like she was trying to embarrass her. I get that. She's like, okay, I've been dealing with housewives long enough. I know how this goes. I'm no fool. I'm used to it. You're not about to try to embarrass me. You're not about to have a try to have, try to have a moment with me. None of that. But Denise... All it took was a quick look in the mirror and you would have saw that the damn jacket was upside down. See, I blame Garcelle. Garcelle was your real... Garcelle and Camille Grandma. Them your real friends at this damn party. Now, they could have told you, okay, girl, no, she's not lying. They could have pulled you to the side. Like, Dorit, damn, leave her alone. Quit pressuring her. And then they could have pulled you to the side like, girl, that damn jacket upside down. Her turn, no, turn it like this. Ooh, the tag's still on, too. Ooh, you ain't paying number $50 for that. Okay, girl. You know, they could have helped you. Like, they could have rotated that jacket around, put it back on. It uh, That jacket looked like it had been through some things, too, but... That's okay. Denise Richards, look, Denise Richards now is more entertaining than she ever was on the show. I'm I'm, I'm here for this. I'm kind of liking it. I wouldn't be mad if she got bumped up to a friend of next season. I, I kind of, 
I, I, I was kind of feeling Dorit coming back. I, I, I liked it a little bit. Uh, Dorit, no, she a damn snitch, okay? But I love it. She couldn't wait to tell Kyle the whole Kyle is in denial somewhere comment that Sutton made. And baby, Kyle got it started, okay? Kyle said, we don't need Denise Richards at this damn party to get it cracking because Denise Richards made her exit after that coach shit. That lady was so goddamn mad behind that, uh, <laughs> that upside down ass Gordon Gautreaux for a coat that she had to leave. She said, you know what? I need to take to the bed, bitch. I'm sick. Then that lady felt like Meredith on uh, Salt Lake City without a bathtub. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Kyle said we don't need no damn Denise. Okay, but it got real personal. Sudden, in my opinion, my humble personage delivered, I think, a nominee for gag of the year, okay? Gag of the year. Baby, Kyle talked about Sudden having an eating disorder and making fun of her esophagus disease. And Sudden said, you've already lost two sisters. You want to lose a third? Bitch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, if that ain't a gag, now notice, okay, look, it must have struck a chord because notice Kim uh, Richards popped up at the end of this episode. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on and Kathy. But you see it must have struck a nerve because now they're trying to prove that they all friends and shit, girl. All right, sudden, okay. Kyle's head almost spun completely around like the damn exorcist believer. Bitch, Kyle basically accused Sutton of being stuck up Kathy's ass. And this is when Sutton make, makes the realization, oh, okay, so this is all about Kathy. She feels like this is the underlying issue between her and Kyle right now. Baby, baby. Sutton ends up telling the story. She wants you to know. She's like, I ain't stuck up Kathy's ass, okay? She tells her about how she had her own experience with Sutton and how she told Kyle that she was right. Uh, Kathy can be kind of a, an asshole sometimes. Sutton said uh, she didn't defend Kathy one day in the press. And Kathy called her and said, Sutton, when I find you, bitch, it's going to take Jesus Christ and John Cena to pull me off your ass. Now, I don't know if she, I might have misquoted that. I don't know if that's what she said exactly. <laughs> but you get the idea, okay? <laughs> I'm so damn messy on this podcast. Take it away. Take it away. All right, finally the party's over and we get a brand new day on the show. We see Kyle jogging down the street and she's actually going to the new Housewives house. We get to meet like Anne-Marie a lot better this episode. Listen, Anne-Marie looks like she can whoop a whole lot of ass, okay? <laughs> she looks like she can whoop some ass. She seems to be team Kyle and honestly, I'm okay with that because this is a Kyle takedown season and Kyle needs some folks like on her team to make it a fair fight, Okay. We don't need anybody saying, oh, no, they ganged up on her. It was six on one, yada, yada, yada. I, I'm okay with her having a couple of teams. You know, Dorit go go with the win, but she'll mostly be on team, Kyle. Uh, Erica is in her uh, soft era, <laughs> so she going to probably be quiet. She don't want to risk her damn Vegas residency. But you know Garcelle and Sutton going to be on that ass, baby. One read from them, and it's a rap, okay? I don't know what niece Sutton has been hanging out with, 
But her reads are a tad lethal this year, I fear, okay? Let me tell you what's funny. Kyle sitting here talking to Anne Marie in a hat that says the agency while she's sneaking and geeking and cheesing and grinning all in Morgan Wade's face. I know you fucking lying, Kyle, but also I know that's fucking right, Kyle, okay? <laughs> that's a perfectly good hat, okay? Why spend mine when I can spend yours? I know that's right, Kyle. At the same time, Garcelle, Crystal, Sutton, and Denise meet for lunch and they debrief about Kyle's party. Denise is like, you know, back in her right mind, child. And Crystal is being honest. She tells Sutton, I feel like you bringing up the sisters was a bit rough. And Sutton agrees. I thought it was iconic, but you know, who am I? Uh, then they talk about why Denise went after Erica. And this is what we all really want to know because didn't nobody understand that shit. Uh, this is when we found out that it was actually about the threesome stuff. Now, if you remember from that trailer, her, Denise, and Erica actually get into it a few more times throughout this season. So, uh, that'll be interesting to see. I think this is just laying the groundwork for what's to come. Oh, Lord. Sal, I told y'all Kim Richards pops up at the end of this episode. Child, Kim been out there painting walls and suddenly she van go. I don't know how the hell this lady got so good at painting tigers. I'm not scared of lions and tigers and bears, but I'm scared of loving you. I don't know how she got good at painting all this shit, but... I know that's right, Kim. When you ain't got shit to do during COVID, you'll find a skill. Kim gets emotional, and she basically tells Kyle how she wants her to fix it with Kathy, like Janet Jackson did <laughs> in that Tyler Perry movie. Fix it! Fix it! Now, I don't know if her and Kathy go ever be back the same or be on good pages, but yeah, I don't know, child. That'll be, that'll be something to see. Uh, I'm going to touch on Salt Lake City later on in the week. I'm going to touch on that and the Sunday shows, Potomac and Marital Medicine, when I have a guest on later on this week. So we'll talk about those three. But I want to talk about those two in particular because, whoo, I feel like I had a whole lot to say. And I'm already more than 40 minutes into this episode, so I clearly had a lot to say about those two shows. They kind of, they were kind of a key fucking key this week, okay? Um, I do want to talk, though. I asked y'all to submit some, you know, some hot topics. I mean, that's hot topics, some hot takes, some questions, uh, some thoughts, you know, splurge you want to do, whatever you want to do, and I will talk about it. So I want to address just a couple of them. Let me find them and pull them out for y'all asses. Okay, the first one is actually a comment, and it comes from one of my friends. Like, I've known her since middle school. Oh, my God, have we known each other that long? That's crazy. So what is it, like 2000 and? You know what that let me not tell my y'all y'all don't even know that goddamn much, okay? We known each other a long time, okay? She uh we we text about the shows a lot. She says, uh, I want to read like in particular about Miami. She says, I cannot wait for this reunion. I want Gertie to go off because what deception, gaslighting, and manipulating will uh Larsa miss fake ass that come pull out of her ass to not take accountability? My gosh. I do want Gertie to be cooler about it. You'll get yours, boo. You will. LOL. Larsa is not cute to me in any way. I know that's right. And then two, what I just talked about in Miami, she said, I love the topic that Julia, Julia is broaching with Alexia, the prejudice and homophobia. Like, let's talk about it because you know it's ingrained in the culture. And Julia, girl, I love you, but you know, you know Alexia doesn't want to be roommates with you, even if sexuality wasn't at play. Alexia tried to do better, but girl, fail. You never change. See that? 
I know that's right. These, uh, these housewives, I'm telling y'all, Miami in particular, they are a, a particular breed of mostly terrible and will never do the right thing, but fun to watch. <laughs> you know what? They're kind of my New York because y'all like that old New York where they was all just uh, evil people and terrible and horrible, no good, very bad. And But y'all liked them because they were entertaining. Miami is pretty similar, but I really love it, okay? <laughs> but I want to see how this homophobia topic is going to be broached because I genuinely don't know what Alexia's response is going to be. I feel like she's going to get defensive. I don't know if it'll be brought to her like that, but I do see Alexia and like Julia in real time hanging out a lot nowadays. So I'm guessing they got, if they do address it on the show, I'm guessing they got over it very quickly and very fast. Cause they seem to be back on track of being uh, best of buds. I wonder how Marisol really feels about this. Cause she's raggedy as hell. Anyway, um, let's go to a couple of other ones. Somebody said, thoughts on Quad being forced off of Married to Medicine because I'm upset. Okay. I don't know if I even talked about this, but there, um, somebody said something to Quad. Like, it was in a comment section. You, you know, people catch everything, screenshot, and then it winds up on, like, comments by Bravo and, like, all this kind of stuff. Somebody said something about uh, Quad, like, is the topic of the season. Without her, there would be nothing or something like that. Quad commented and said, well, I'm only on two more episodes this season, and then they told me not to show up to film anymore, basically. So I guess after this, she won't be on the show anymore. <laughs> okay. I have lots of thoughts. The first one is, y'all know I'm real hard on Quad. I'm very hard on Quad, but I'm hard on Quad, not because I don't think she's amazing TV. I think Quad is hilarious. She's great TV. I'm hard on Quad because I feel like she doesn't want to be there. And if that's the case, don't be there because I don't like the whole I'm kind of superior, I'm better than y'all, but yet you still want to like collect the check and not want to do as much work as everybody else. That's always annoyed me about Quad ever since the whole sister circle era of this show. Um, but with that being said, I think Quad needs to be there because like Toya hates Quad, Simone kind of hates Quad. Sweet Tea is indifferent about Quad. She really don't care one way or another. She's just tired of them trying to shove Quad down her throat. So there's enough tension within the group. And so I think that she would have like some things to talk about regardless. But I'm wondering, my, my real question is, I'm wondering what led to this decision. Like, did something happen that we don't know about? Some behind the scenes. Is Heavenly going to say something? Because, you know, Heavenly like to spill the beans now. So I don't know if Heavenly, I'm going to have to watch these next couple of YouTube lives or something because I need to figure out what Heavenly going to say. And Carlos King, I know people got opinions. I need to know, okay? That's going to be a good one. Um, Oh, that's wild. I don't know. I feel like this is what they tried to do a couple seasons ago, but then Quad kind of worked her way back up from being a friend of to a main person. So it sounds like if you stop filming halfway through the show, then you, I I don't know. I don't see how you're brought back as a, a full-time cast member next season. I don't know. Now, do I think the show needs her to function? No, they got heavenless messy ass, so they'll still deliver like great TV. They'll still get into it and still be a key. Do I think Quad is an uh, like a important piece of the puzzle? I do. I think, but I think Mariah was too, and y'all moved the fuck on without her. So you know, calm, motherfucker. No, just, <laughs> but for real. Um, let's see. 
someone said, never a big fan of Sudden and gets that she's stirring the pot, but am I the only one that finds her cringe? Uh, I think a lot of people find Sudden cringe, but a lot of people also think that she's doing the Lord's work. Like me, you know, I love, I, you know, I love a messy ass reality TV person. Her and Garcia are cl my, my clear favorites on there. I love them and Crystal. I'm hoping my opinion about Crystal don't have to change, but I love all three of them. Those are my girls. That's my team. Uh, Sudden to me is just so aloof that she doesn't get how a lot of stuff she says can be taken by other people. And that's funny when it's not offensive. See, I don't find Sudden to be offensive at all. I find her just to be like very, very, very out of touch <laughs> with reality. Like with the working man's reality. She doesn't know that most of us clock in, clock out on a daily basis. She don't care about it. She does what she does and she does what she does. And she brings up sisters and she brings up uh, alopecia or whatever the hell she says she was battling. And then she goes on. So I definitely understand the whole cringe thing. I think a lot of people do find her cringe. Because, you know, you got to remember, though a lot of us do, like, especially like the content creators, they tend to really, like, love kind of like the sudden of it all, the Garcelle of it all and stuff like that. But Kyle's been on this show from the beginning. Kyle has some diehard fans. So there are definitely a ton of people out there that are like, uh, nah, boo. We don't see it for you. You're not seen. I don't know you. So sudden, yes, I think there are a lot of people that agree with you that she is cringe. But I think we can all agree that she's very necessary for the show. Uh, people have some Potomac thoughts, too. A lot of Potomac thoughts I got. Um, one person said that I kind of want there, there's some stuff like this kind of countering, you know, on different sides of the equation about Robin and Juan in particular. So on one side, someone's saying Potomac ain't the same because Giselle ain't in her messy bag. Y'all know this is my whole opinion. I feel that I've been saying it on the podcast every single week. Potomac is not Potomac in this season, mostly because Giselle stood like sat back. She said, you know what? Y'all do the work this season. Y'all told me to get a man. I got a man. Y'all told me to focus on my daughters. That's when I'm most likable. I'm focusing on my daughters. One about to go off to college. This is when I'm most likable and all that kind of stuff. And now the show is suffering. Be careful what you ask for on these shows. I tell y'all all the time. There are so many people that the audience roots against actively. Like, no, I want her fired. No, the show can go on without her. Yada, yada, yada. Y'all got to be really careful when y'all ask for that. Because when stuff like that happens or somebody starts to take a back seat and all like that, the other people don't automatically know that they need to step up. And this show has hindered on Giselle for so long that nobody even like naturally knew to step up and nobody is. And the stuff that we're getting, nobody gives a damn about. So that that's one thing. Uh, another thing uh, is kind of the duality about uh, Robin and Juan. So on one side, someone says, I don't understand why the women slash fans want Robin to pay for what Juan did. I've never understood that either, but you know, people always have more smoke for the woman than the man. The best way I've seen it explained is people feel that Giselle did the dirty work and tried to keep all of this off of Robin last season by putting the attention on to Candace. But then we saw Robin actively like defending Candace and Chris like most of the season. 
So I don't know if that, I don't know why, like, that would be a part of the plan. Like, no, 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 you defend them and you go against them and go against me. Because I think, you know, with an alliance, I would think that the Green Eye Bandits would stick together and, you know, say this kind of stuff. But Robin kind of stood beside Candace. She was like, no, I don't, I don't see it as that. I don't think that's wrong. You know, that's, that's right. I don't like that and all this kind of stuff. So I've never, I don't know, I understand he, with Karen, I definitely understand because Karen, you know, Karen ain't never got shit to talk about. No way. People try to make it seem like Robin is obsessed with Karen, but we are, if you are a rational person that watches this show, Karen views Robin as like the easy target. She always has. She knows fans, no matter what she says, she can be like, oh, look at Robin going to the bathroom. I guess her bladder's weak. And fans are going to call it the read of the year and all this kind of thing. It's, a lot of us Bravo people live in a, a, a land of delusion, and that's okay. If you have fun living in a land of delusion, then don't leave that. You know, everybody needs their enjoyment. Be there. Watch a show. Nobody ever take that away from you. But when rational people try to call you out, then don't get mad at them. I'm just saying, I've always said, I've been saying that since maybe season three, Karen has always unnecessarily focused on Robin with most things. See, this how I be, I, I've told y'all a million times, this how I be knowing people don't start watching Potomac from the beginning. They started watching around the fight time. And that's the problem because y'all don't know the history behind these ladies in the show. So when people say like, oh, Karen has a big history of lying and or Karen this, Karen that, y'all be like, no, that's the grand dame. She's perfect. She's never done anything to anybody and all this kind of stuff. So it just be like, child, I, let me let y'all let you believe what y'all want to. This ain't none of my business. I ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to make sure the Cowboys win Sunday night football, okay? Uh, but on the other side, because there are other, uh, like, Potomac opinions too, someone said uh, the thoughts about, what did they say? Uh, the, it's pathetic, Juan and Robin, are selling the narrative that he got fired for losing games. Um, I listen. I can't speak on none of that. I don't know that damn man career. I if that's just because I know like if that's a statement that the school put out, then that's a statement that the school put out. I ain't nothing I can say about it. I know a lot of people. I was this ever brought up on the show? I, why can't I remember? Was this ever brought up on the show? I don't think it was. No, maybe it happened like during the the off season whole stuff so when they already filmed that the show was airing. Um, yeah, I know at the beginning of the season they said that it was because he was losing games. They hated that people thought it was because of the other thing and stuff. It listen, the sports world can be fickle like that. I don't know which one it can be. We see people all the time get fired because of allegations. We see people get fired because they lose games. We've seen people get fired after one season of being a head coach in the NFL and then getting fired because they didn't win enough games instead of letting them take time and develop the team. We see it all. So it may, it might, you know, you know what you write. It, it, I don't know what it could be. It could be either one of those things, but hell, I child, I don't damn know. I ain't in the damn uh, treasury department or the damn, uh, what is it? The registrar. <laughs> I ain't in the registrar child. So I don't know, but I think it's safe to say everybody feels the way about Potomac right now. I'm just hoping we get back to the fun and the show starts to, you know, develop in a more fun way and we go to some other storylines. Because if we just harp on Wendy versus NECA and Robin the whole season, then I think it's going to be weird because one, the Robin and Juan stuff, Robin's like made it clear that her and, Rob, her and Juan have moved on. They've gotten married. So trying to like keep her in a place of, oh no, 
uh, y'all should break up, y'all should divorce, you need to be accountable for his actions, stuff like that. That's stupid. And sitting up here constantly, like, talking about shrines and altars and stuff, and we can't really talk about what the real issue is, which is that Wendy didn't want Nick on the show, then that's stupid, too. So, like, we got to move on to some other stuff in order for us to get enjoyment out of Potomac this season. Another person brought up another uh, good point. I recently, if you listen to the episode with me and Emily, I think, I don't know if it was on her episode or my episode. It might have been her live episode, which I'm doing another one. If you're listening to this, the day this episode comes out, today, tonight, me, Emily, and Pia are going to do a uh, another live. We'll talk about the hot topics and all that stuff. It'll be super fun, so make sure you tune in for that. But uh, I talked about Michael Darby in particular and how I think his absence is being felt on Potomac, which I know is a wild statement, but that's okay. Um, Somebody said Ashley and Michael faking the, the divorce so Michael doesn't have to be on TV. You know what? I can believe this, and it would make sense because we. I what, one of the things I talked about is Michael Darby has always been kind of like the go-to target. He's been an easy target because he's always screwing up and messing up, winding up in somebody else's bed, grabbing ass, uh, uh, touching people inappropriately. He's always doing terrible things, allegedly. So I would believe this. I would believe that they trying to keep him off camera and uh, her dating Luke or her doing this might all be a facade. I don't know. She said she was in love with Luke, though, so... I, I listen, I, I don't know, but I could believe it. This is a good theory. I, that's a good theory for me to believe. I could believe it. I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, that's shy. That's enough. <laughs> I've been talking way too damn long. Okay. Um, yours, yours. I've had a good time. This is one of the most fun I've had recording like a solo episode in a minute. I just, it's good to just get on and gab sometimes. Just release all this energy. I need to get this energy out. I'm spending all my energy focusing up for Sunday Night Football because I need them Cowboys, them Cowboys to win, okay? I, listen, y'all, you'll know the result of that. If I don't uh, record no more damn episodes for the rest of the year, you'll notice because they lost because I'm sick of this shit. But y'all, I've been Kendrick, and I'll see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you.